I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Desert Isolation Dis. Thanks for listening, it's very much appreciated. I'm delighted to welcome today's guest as he occupies the status of both a beardy musical icon and a good friend. As the frontman of Cake Starlet's Uniyoshi, Rob has toured everywhere from festivals in Canada and Iceland to local gigs when he's been living in Nottingham or London, where he's originally from. A designer by day and an axe wielder by night, he's also played in other bands including Spaceships Are Cool and the ridiculously weird Revenge of Calculon. An East London resident these days, I tempted him west to have a natter in my front room. Hello, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me into your wonderful home. I'm one of my favourite people, so this is great. Uh, a delicious and... dinner cooked for me downstairs as well. <laughs> I, can, I can smell it. This is the full desert isolation <laughs> dis experience. But uh, as you're aware, we've catapulted you into the desert for this yes. situation. I want to kick off with a key question. Because, you know, your um, outfit as a front man, your uh, persona, as it were, uh, is defined by two things. Your visor... Which I'm not wearing. You're not wearing at the (laughs) moment. Your visor and and your Flying V guitar. Oh, yeah. Now, if you had to pick just one of those to take with you, which would it be? Well, I don't know, but a desert assumes that there's going to be quite a lot of sunlight around, so perhaps one of the more practical things would be to, to have a, a visor You're to going keep practical. up those rays. But I tell you what, I don't know, I'd, I'd miss not having a guitar with me, so I <laughs> probably would take the uh, Flying V. But it's an awkward thing to play. It's the only guitar you can't play sitting down. So uh, That's a very good point. I don't know, really, but it would make... I don't know, firewood, if the worst came to the worst. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried to play it sitting down? Uh, yeah, you have to lodge it in your, in, in your, in your lap, and it just, it's even worse than, than just like having it balancing awkwardly on something. Yeah, it's, it's not, I think that's a good thing to have a guitar that you can't sit down and play, because it means you have to be at full rock mode <laughs> constantly when you're near it. Um, so what are you kicking us off with today? I can't wait to hear your choices. Uh, my first track is, is a banger. I would mm. say it's one of my favourite tracks of all time because um, it was really hard to put the list together because mm. it's, you know, eight songs. Um, this one is Buffalo Stance by Nina Cherry. And uh, I guess the reason is, I suppose when I was little, I was trying to find my own way, trying to be as cool as my big sisters were. Mm. This is back in, when was it, 1987, 1989 maybe, 1988. Mm. Um, so I was quite young. And um, yeah, this this Nana Cherry's Raw Like Sushi album was around, and it was just amazing. Blew my mind. And uh, mm. we used to, me and my friend Rob used to rap it in school, and it was kind <laughs> of like a gateway, I guess, to to what I did in adult life. Um, but yeah, we 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 used to do the rap 
uh, as fast as we could. To everyone else, it would have just been a noise. Mm. I think to us, we knew we were saying it word for word and we were getting it down to like ridiculously short times. But it's just like, <laughs> and was, we knew we'd done it. We were just trying to wrap it the fastest that we could. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, strong links back to, to my school days <laughs> and uh, just trying to be as hip as my sisters, really. Well, I'm bad to hear it your version, but uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's have a listen to Nina first. Yeah, 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 yeah. It should be, uh, should be better, isn't it? Nina Cherry there. So Rob, you were saying there about uh, growing up in South London. Oh yeah. Tell us about it. Um, what were you like? What was the young Rob like? Um, probably just as annoying as he is now, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a shorter beard at the time. <laughs> yeah, a much shorter beard. I had one probably. I used to love getting in the bath and getting the old uh, matey oh, out and having the, yeah, the, the, uh, the foam beard. Maybe that's, <laughs> that was uh, subliminal. Did you have the same style of foam beard as you do? I think I went full Santa mm-hmm. when I was little. I yeah. think that's, that's the, <laughs> the, classic, the classic way to go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what, uh, what were you like? What, what were you into as a kid? And So you had uh, two sisters. Yeah, uh, older sisters. Yeah, um, they're they're kind of big dancers, really. I don't mean fat. I mean they were just really into their <laughs> dancing. Um, they had, uh, they both used to win lots of trophies. Uh, it's quite intimidating, really. They right. would go into each of their bedrooms and there'd just be huge trophies, blinded everywhere. By the yeah, it's like, oh, you know, how can I, how can I top this? <laughs> these these two. So yeah, they're always they're always they're pretty cool. My sisters, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't want them to, to know that, obviously. No, absolutely not. Don't say it anywhere that it might <laughs> yeah, be recorded in exactly. any way. No, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and so, what were you tracing a trophy in? Did you have any pursuits? Oh, God, well, you know, I used to play a bit of football, but not to not to a trophy level, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, hockey as well. I did get a few uh, mm. Man of the Match awards back in the day, but yeah, uh, yeah nothing, nothing cause, uh, as glamorous as a huge kind of one-foot-high yeah. silver trophy. What's it like growing up in London? Because, you know, it's got a very different place to, you know, a lot of people's experiences. You know, they see childhood as this kind of small kind of part of something, whereas presumably it was well, quite different. Where we were, it's pretty suburban. Mm. So it was, it was, I think it's just the kind of classic. Everyone, all little kids don't really like where they live. They want to rebel and, and mm. kind of get away from the, the kind of local area and, and stuff. We used to go just go out on our bikes all the time and BMX yeah. everywhere and... When it was all mountain bikes going out, mountain bikes go trekking through the woods. There were some woods kind of relatively near us that we'd always head off towards. It's all always good. <laughs> A rob in the woods. <laughs> uh, so, what's your second track you got? Uh, my second track is is kind of um, related to family as well. It's um, the model by Craftwork, and uh, the reason why this is in here is because of my nan. My nan was a bit of a legend um, from like a really young age. She used to make 
us kind of electro mixtapes mm. um, like Jean-Michel Jarre and Kraftwerk and really kind of orchestral really? electro stuff. Um, kind of amazing pieces yeah. that that um, I didn't realise would have that much influence on me until later in life. It's like, oh, yeah, no, these songs are great. And there's, you know, there's a little kind of yeah. nugget that gets left behind and you're like subliminally kind of drawing it, I think. And um, it's only when we got... Uh, older, we used to swap mixtapes with her, and we used to do yeah. ones that were Acid House, and she used to. My nan used to love Acid House music, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> she'd be sitting around the kitchen table like, really, along to that Acid. <laughs> Fantastic! And she always been into quite different. Type yeah, of yeah, it was, it was it was strange. She just loved all that kind of like kind of really freaky Devo kind of yeah. stuff as well. It's real, yeah. really left field. Um, and she, she, uh, yeah, she, she kind of amazing. Mm. So yeah, she played the accordion as well. She's yeah. a tiny woman. I don't know how she managed to lift that thing. <laughs> yeah, a demon. Fantastic. Well, let's uh, listen to everyone's favourite Germans. <laughs> I'm sure your nan would have uh, enjoyed that one then. Definitely. <laughs> uh, so tell me about your mum and dad then, Rob. Um, yeah, they well, um, both from uh, South London. Um, dad's from Croydon. He was an old, uh, he was a uh, drummer in a jazz band. Really? Um, back in the day. It's, I didn't realise this until we went to a party around our neighbours and there was a drum kit in the corner of the room and he just picked up some sticks and like... Wow. In a way, it's like, what the like hell your dad just had hidden superpower. <laughs> it's like, what is this? <laughs> so, yeah, he'd never... Maybe I'd just never been old enough to get into a conversation with him about it. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's I've, funny, isn't he, it? He doesn't really do that now. It must be... I can't even imagine not doing music mm. or mm. just, you know, having it as such an important part of my life and then just suddenly stopping doing it. Yeah. But my mum used to be a singer as well. She used to hang around all the all the, the bars in Sutton and Croydon, you know... Um, and at the time she was young, there was people like um, Harry Webb kicking around in the in the coffee houses. Yeah. She used to call him the octopus. Apparently, he was a bit more touchy back in those days. <laughs> would you believe it? Uh, oh, really? Saintly now. But, oh, uh, I see. I see. <laughs> wow, I think that's a genuine yeah, and, scoop. <laughs> and she used to hang around with the Stones as well. Then when they were the day she she was with a, a group of guys who were in a band. Mm. And uh, they used to share equipment. They used to do a few gigs around Sutton, yeah. like the Red Lion and all places like that. Mm-hmm. They, they'd kit share. This is before yeah. Stones were kind of famous. I think she even said she's got a reel-to-reel of her singing some vocals somewhere. So that must fantastic. That needs to be dug out. Yeah, somewhere. I was going to say, Rob, that's uh, that's your I don't know if uh, that's that, your future, that's right? It. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if it really exists or whether it's been confused along the way. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I would have thought she would have dug that out herself if that mm. was uh, as amazing as it sounds. But yeah, I mean, yeah. So they they've um, they've had a good a good life those two. <laughs> a musical dynasty in the house. That's, yeah, exactly. that's incredibly impressive. Yeah. 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 So did you play as a kid? 
Not, not really. My, I think the thing that got me started was um, I, my sister got a guitar off of an old boyfriend, mm. and I, I pretty much just nicked it from her. Yeah. And just um, strummed away and, and taught myself terrible chords, um, and thought I invented how to play a guitar really because <laughs> I'd never had any proper lessons mm. so yeah I didn't quite know what I was doing but I was making sounds that sounded familiar <laughs> to, yeah. to stuff I hope anyway yeah. and then um, yeah I got a, a little keyboard for Christmas as well and that was that was fun because my sister my other sister had a Bon Tempe organ and the uh, classic orange with cream keys yeah, yeah that's beautiful yeah and you could when you turned it on you could hear like air Blowing through it as a real nasty piece of kit, <laughs> but that was great. That and a, and a crappy acoustic guitar was, was uh, the, yeah. the starting point, I think. <laughs> From tiny acorns and all that. Well, yeah. Um, so, what's uh, your third piece of music? <coughs> uh, this one is a song called Polyesterday by a band called Guscus, who um, they kind of have a couple of different meanings to me, really. I, I, I got this album when I was at art school so I was either in London or Leeds I can't remember where I picked it up and I only picked it up because of the artwork because mm. I was really into 4AD stuff you know like Bellion yeah. Throne Muses and all that yeah. and all the Vaughan Oliver style um, design stuff I just loved and this was one of the 4AD label bands Yeah. Um, and I ju- it just so happened that I loved it when I played it you know it's, that's the thing you did back in those days you just felt, you know saw a record that you thought you'd like the look of maybe yeah. or the, a label that you liked and then you put it on and you either didn't like it or you did like <laughs> it so uh, yeah with with this it just so happened that I absolutely loved it so I tried to find out more about it this was back in 1996 or 1997 something mm. like that so it's kind of pre-available internet yes. kind of days so it was quite hard to find out information about these guys mm. it turns out that they're an Icelandic <laughs> band um, your favourite country that's it and it, which which you know 10 years on mm. uh, would have such a big influence on me yeah. really so it it was kind of that that's the kind of the two main reasons why it's there really so yeah, yeah. and yeah and they're playing at airwaves this year so i'm going to and uh, try and go and see them. Yes. Well, you're playing how many times yourself? Um, only, only twice. Okay. Yeah. Quite a relaxed one. For yeah, you, yeah. By, well, it's usual. Yeah, stuff. it was. It, it wasn't going to be any, but um, you know, I've been persuaded, and it's <laughs> it's very it's enjoyable. You can't keep you off stage. That's <laughs> the best way to be. Yeah. That's great. Let's have a listen to it. longer to ask you about uh you know she your baby your <laughs> band uh fantastic band that Thank you're you. in um with anna and jim and rob um so you're the front man what's it like leading a band and and uh you know being up on stage you know it's it falls upon you to address the audience most of the well, time I, I, I'm, it's kind of strange because i don't really like singing in front of people i i find it i'm I, 
I think I'm kind of a mixture between terribly shy and a show-off. <laughs> <And then, laughs> it's quite a wide scale, that one, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, but I'm either terribly shy or a massive show-off. There's, there's, no, there's nothing in between, really. And sometimes the vibe of the, the room really mm. kind of kicks you in one direction or the other. And obviously mm. it's much more enjoyable to, to show off and all that. But I suppose the, the most important thing about Uniochi is that it's, it is a family. It feels like a family. Mm. And it's, it's um, if, I don't know, I feel if I haven't had a good gig performing or like getting the crowd behind us, I really feel like I've like let my family down in a way. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of strange. So. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's beautiful to I know uh, doing it with those guys it's, mm. and it's so much fun getting together it's it's really really amazing tell us how you uh, formed and um, and also describe your sound if you can Cake-tronica, I think is your, <laughs> your is one of the many um... <laughs> which obviously tells itself you know that we know exactly how it sounds but ju- you know just put a bit of flesh on that well, yeah well I mean it I suppose it started off with me and Jim and uh, a sampler and I, th- I think some of the songs later on in the list will will kind of helped guide mm. that kind of thing but um and we didn't really have much of an idea of, of what it was going to be or what it was going to do we'd kind of just come out of another band together mm. um, which was, was slowly not existing yeah you know, it kind of fizzling out a bit mm. and we thought oh you know we, we love this let's get together and it's jim had just got a, a drum machine and i had a distortion pedal mm. and basically <laughs> it was jim playing a bass and me hitting a, a distorted drum kit for a while <laughs> then i got a sampler and and then we were mucking around with that kind of stuff but then um moving up to nottingham was was mm. quite a big thing really um that's where i met anna and we started um singing uh, at kind of acoustic covers of yeah. things, but we were mucking around with them quite a bit. It was like Kids in America yeah. and, and some Simple Kids stuff and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we were at this bar, um, Junction 7, and it's not there anymore, sadly. No. I think it's going to be turned into some... It's yeah. going to be turned into some flats, but it was an amazing, beautiful venue, really. Kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. In the grand Canning scheme of... Circus, Nottingham. Grand scheme of Nottingham. Yeah. Um, but people would regularly trek there. And, uh, yeah, we were doing an acoustic gig... And there was this huge guy with like chains, and he he said, "Never stop what you're doing." And I think we were a bit scared. <laughs> yeah. So we decided never to stop. <laughs> so we so were, the threat. Uh, basically, so the threat. Basically, it was, it was, it was a band formed on a, on a threat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you you've not run into him again? I you know, well, I don't know. He might. He might I mean, find he's obviously us. keeping an eye. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the thing that keeps us together. He's the glue. <laughs> <laughs> and how uh, unifying was it uh, when Rob was able to come back to the yeah, band after I mean, his we've, we've, injury? We've had some crazy ups and downs in the band, and that's mm. only really brought us closer and closer together as a family. I think that's why it feels so much like a family. Absolutely. Um, and we were never not going to have Rob in it. We're, we're, we'd either stop completely, find another way of doing it, or, mm. or, or, or I don't know, or try and encourage Rob back. But um, yeah, mm. Rob had a. Uh, spinal injury it was a, um, a non-cancerous mm. um, tumour in his spine in the T8 level so it's quite high up really mm. yeah and he, he became paralysed but um, you know where some people would uh, would not want to continue it kind of just made him stronger in a way and it yeah. was amazing to see that I don't think I'd be able to I don't think I'd be the same person he's just yeah. it's kind of the shot in the arm really for me um it seemed to f- drive him towards doing what he really wanted to do and that's what he does now yeah 
So and an, incre- an incredible musician yeah, to yeah, be. You know? Yeah, um, and it's just amazing. And I've you know, chuffed the bits that I'm still kind of doing lots of, if not more music with him now than I, I, th- yes. I think. And th- I think it's strange now that I think I've known him for longer now. He's a wheelchair user than when mm. he wasn't really. So mm. it's, 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 yeah, funny that. But, yeah. Um, and he's, again, I wouldn't want him to know that he's a bit of a hero but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh i think he knows that but yeah and he's great great so you're going to tell us a little bit more about iceland your your favorite yeah oh god yeah bloody amazing place really so and that's what the the next song that is going to be on um is from uh, uh an icelandic band who we met back in the day um when myspace was mm. an actual thing i mean myspace <laughs> is probably one of the biggest things i mean there's there's lots of songs on this mm. um list but it's probably more kind of formats i think it's, <laughs> it's quite an interesting thing because myspace was a great platform mm. for us and it's where we kind of became Unioshi really mm. um we, we put on a song one day and then the next day it was picked up by a sync agency and they wanted to stick it on a tv commercial and that was the thing that that kind of forced us into doing what we did and perhaps in a in a bigger way than maybe we would have done mm. if you know what I mean and it's also on there that we met this band called Blood Group mm. who later turned into uh, an extension of the family yeah. really they're like our Icelandic <laughs> family yeah and they've welcomed us into their homes we've met mm. their mums and dads and it's yeah. been beautiful we've been to stay with them up, up in Aosta and they've taken us around their island and, and showed us some amazing things that perhaps we would never have seen mm. and it's just been a massive influence and it's uh, it's kind of my uh, my happy place to go to when i'm when i'm a bit stuck in, in yeah. life and it, i can just um remember some of the some of the great times we've had out there you know yes. with them and also going going around the island ourselves hiring a car and yeah and kind of and seeing it for ourselves finding the little thermal pools up in the mountains <laughs> and hanging around the glacial lagoons and and oh yeah it's just such a beautiful place it's yeah i'd encourage everyone to go out there before it uh, becomes kind of ruined by tourism <laughs> so what are you going to treat us to um this song is a song called indefinite by um blood group um it's one that's going to bring back some harrowing memories for me because it's what I use um, to go running. It's my, it's, it's, <laughs> I can I can tell you that it's it's 1.5 kilometres long. This track. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're running now, then Rob feels your pain. <laughs> Great. Let's have a listen. So we're drifting back from Iceland there, and uh, you mentioned uh, other Rob, as it were. And uh, you know, she isn't your only band. You're also in uh, or uh, play in Revenge of Calculon, the fantastically <laughs> named. For those who haven't seen them, they're missing out. But uh, tell uh, tell us about them. Well, I, th- I think it's just erotic. 
I would describe it as. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really strange. I'm I'm one third of a duo. <laughs> if that makes sense. How does that happen? <laughs> Wait, I'm I'm doing some maternity cover at the moment, really. But it's it's kind of extended into it's. it's you don't on. hear that often from bands, do you? <laughs> I've commented. You know, it's you know it's a, they got a freelancer in. So yeah. We yeah. Decided to. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's amazing fun. It really is. It's um it's it's very sweaty because mm. it's. Uh, it's instrumental, kind of dirty luchador funk electro nonsense. Um, that's basically a lot of dancing in a Mexican wrestling mask and an Adidas tracksuit. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm, I've got a gig tomorrow. I need to be at sound check at nine thirty in the morning. Right. At, um, at Comic Con. <laughs> oh, really? Amazing. <laughs> so that's, that sounds perfect for you guys. That's going to be funny. I've asked if I can have a cape. Ah, that's brilliant. the only embellishment to my costume. How do you? Um, when do you put on the costume? Do you walk around the gig like normally, and then it, you know that, is, that stage it, persona is obviously quite important. That no one knows who we are, which is hilarious, really, when you think Rob's in it. <laughs> yes, he was going to start to uh, get a ringer in the audience, a ringer in a, in a wheelchair, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is a great idea. Yeah, but I think I think the secret's out really. For, yeah, for Nottingham anyway, but I think mm. you know beyond that. Um, maybe he can probably get away with it a bit. Um, so he sits behind like a table with stuff on it, so you don't really notice it anyway. Mm. You just think he's he's sat down <laughs> and he does enough dancing from the, yeah, from the oh, waist he up. And he's, oh, he's the most expressive waist up dancer uh-huh. I've, I've I've seen. <laughs> and you mentioned Nottingham there. Obviously, Uniosha and and spaceships are cool and, and Calcon all sort of products of the Nottingham music scene. Do you yeah. do you feel like you were? Part of a scene, or are part, I mean, obviously, you live I'd in London now. The one now, thing about the Nottingham music scene is that it's not really a scene because mm. it's not really the same. And this is the good thing about it because it's not bands that all make the same noise. I mean, mm. there were a few jitbog kind of cover bands that were existed mm-hmm. for a bit, but um, I, I don't know. I think they they didn't really do very well because the thing with Nottingham is it's it's about creating something new and interesting, and mm. it's the real beautiful culture of that in Nottingham of innovation and and excitement Mm. um so i don't think it has to rely on a scene like manchester did where everyone sounded kind of the same and they had the same club and and that all happened in that one place Mm. the beauty of nottingham is it happened it could be anything and it happens anywhere yeah and i think that's that should be celebrated more i don't know if it's as recognized nationally but i think it's becoming an exciting place to to go, I mean, it's always been an exciting place to go and see. I think it's becoming recognised as an exciting place to go and see music. And, Some great uh, venues, of course. Yeah, I mean, amazing venues, great promoters. Um, not like in London where you get fleeced. They're people who genuinely care about the music and mm. have a, a an interest in it. And you know, it's often that they own the venues where the things are happening. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really great place. I kind of now I've moved back to London. I, I do kind of miss it mm. to a degree. But um, yeah, it's it's a, a an amazing place for, for for music, and it's so well supported by the likes of Dean Jackson and and uh, music and all that kind of stuff up there. So yeah, and, and Left, Left Line, Line, of course. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, it's fantastic. And uh, I noticed jumpers for Goalpost. Um, I thought they got Ed Sheeran, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't know what Ed's doing, but he stepped on our turf there. Jumpers for Goalpost being the craft night that we used to run in Nottingham is still going on uh, in incredible style. And um, you know, we we brought it down to London, didn't we, Rob and you? Yeah, with well, the joys uh, of uh, alongside me and Anna and Nathan and Tom ran "Come Get Felt Up" down in London, which was the 
one of the, the weirdest fun, and the most funnest, special no, funnest night ever craft and gigs nights in uh, in the book club in in Shoreditch <laughs> so it's uh, it's still going on so yeah cheering get off our turf Exactly. So, what's the next piece of music you got? Um, uh, I'm just going to check my list. Oh, yeah, mm. it's um, it is the Robotic Samba Program by Fonda Five Hundred, which um, Blood Group kind of taught me how to do crafting of music because otherwise, because mm. it was just a noisy mess. Let's face it, poorly recorded before through my laptop, and mm. they they kind of taught me precision and production and all that. Whereas back in the day, Fonda Five Hundred taught me to ha- the most important thing, which is to have fun. Yes. And they are the funnest band ever. And um, I think, well, I'm, I'm just we, we managed to support them a couple of times, and I've I've chatted to them as well, Simon mm. and Bod, and I didn't realise how ingrained into Nottingham Bod was. I, it was a revelation to me that she was. Everyone seemed to know her, and, yes. and she was kind of approachable and nice and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But yeah, for me, they're they're always kind of up there with Beck and and. and Graham Coxon and people like that. I think they're amazing musicians, and they just had the best time. And watching their shows was just so much fun. And yeah, just when I had the opportunity to to, to chat to them, yeah, I was like, oh my god, I'm such a fanboy. It's really yeah. weird. So oh, great band, yeah, Fantastic absolutely band. amazing band. Yeah. Great. Let's have a listen. Oh, should we get the doorbell in more? That's it's a beautiful it's doorbell. It's a great doorbell. I, I couldn't hear it, it from Who the outside. Who do you think it's going to be? It's Holly it, and Tom, I think. Is it? it sounds like Anna. Well, that... now that's Tom, isn't what it? Is it? I can hear his radio voice. Oh yeah, yes, so, that's Tom. So this is an absolute delight. We've got my first ever podcast audience. Mr. Tom Wally's in the room. Hello. Hi, right, Tom. You're right. Previous guest. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a bit like not in knots, where you'd have someone in the background. You can sort of hear a distant voice. Just yeah. Do you want me, do you want me to occasionally or chime in, or should I just shut up? You can barrack, I think. I I love the way you're casually leaving on that. What what the listeners don't know is that I'm currently on some kind of chaise lounge. It's a a picture of eroticism. It needs to dangle a grape into your mouth, (laughs) slowly. It's it's like the last days of Rome. (laughs) Rome's crumbling around us. (laughs) We shall fiddle along. (laughs) Carry on, do you think? So, Rob, we've talked a lot about your creativity with music. (laughs) Um, but tell us about your career. You know, you're, you're an incredibly creative guy away from the music side of things anyway, aren't you? Oh, well, uh, my job. Colour, yeah. Yeah, well, I do a lot of colouring in. Mm. <laughs> well, adult colouring books are all the rage now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw one uh, of, of uh, Steve Sisu, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, it's good fun, you know. You can 
if you want to colour in between the lines, you can. Yeah. Or express yourself and go outside then. You know. What kind of guy are you? Are you an insider? <laughs> Depends on my mood. Really? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I like to mix it up a bit. You know, and never one or the other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you've worked in Nottingham and London and. Yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, so I work. I'm a designer in an ad agency, so um, that keeps me busy. It's, it, it's an agency that does good in a way. It's mm. like. Um, a lot of uh, public health England stuff mm. uh, and all that kind of business. So yeah, it's a it's a great place to be. Really good environment to work in. Really yeah. nice people. So do I just you... just did a piece for the grocer. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my former rival. Oh, really? When oh, I was I... at the Fresh Produce Journal. But, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope uh, I hope they treated you well. Yeah. I, I, um, someone with a very bad cold interviewed me on the phone the other day for an <laughs> article that I'd done for them. Yeah. yeah it's about how the canned ale market is is on the decline. But was that definitely what they asked you? Because the cold could, you know, could have been no, canned nails. Or <laughs> yeah, well, well, I answered a different brief. It's been published. Did the uh, inner design for Hello Thor Records? Oh, this is true. Talk about this that. True. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I did that. I did some. Like, How did that, that come about? What links did you use there? <laughs> <laughs> Hello Thor being Tom's record label, I should add. So what's the next uh, lovely um, piece of music well, the, you've got the for next, us? The next piece is, it kind of come about because, um, again, of a, as another platform that influenced my uh, my musical upbringing uh, because of Napster and LimeWire and mm. all those kind of illegal services. It's so naughty. Um, I, back in the day, you know, like I said earlier, it's, it's, it's expensive going out and buying records just on a bit of a punt, really. Yeah. So, you know, Napster and LimeWire at least gave you the opportunity to, like, experience lots of different types of music mm. and uh, I used to I didn't go for the popular charts and all that kind of rubbish I was digging around old library music like the KPM stuff and mm. uh, lots of really terrible Euro pop <laughs> uh, as well as finding some amazing kind of uh, things like Serge Gainsbourg and the meters and all that kind mm. of stuff you know if you dig down you can, you can find a lot of that stuff and, that, and it kind of got me interested in, in that style of music really and um, because of finding all these kind of random, like Ennio Morricone stuff, the, yeah. the cowboy soundtracks and stuff, it kind of got me into picking the best bits of those, and, and that's where kind of I started with sampling, and that kind of was the birth of, of Uniochi, you know, mm. it was only me and Jim mucking around in a room, and we needed some kind of backbone to it, and they, they were solid sources of inspiration to kind of to keep us going, and then we'd find really tricky meters, drum patterns, and then take mm. them to Rob eventually and say, can you, uh, can you play this? for us <laughs> and uh, yeah and that's kind of how all that started really so yeah this track is Sissy Strap which I think is one of one of my favourite meters tracks it's getting a nod from Tom Warren yeah of... it's a great track isn't it yeah oh why? <laughs> oh why? <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting six music approval over there that's no, it's great <laughs> it's been rubber stamped <laughs> so yeah it's a, it's a great track um, a lot of the meter stuff is is just amazing as well but yeah this is my favourite That was wonderful. <laughs>
um, so Rob, tell us um, while we're chatting upstairs in the um, you know in the boys' area, Alison's downstairs. T- what music do you share with each other? Like how how big a part is music? Well, um, back at, it's funny because it links into this song beautifully. It's like we'd almost planned that, but you know we genuinely hadn't. We, we genuinely have, this um, thing I, I can always guarantee is unplanned. <laughs> <laughs> um, like easy listening back in it sounds terrible, mm. and I suppose it's a horrible umbrella term for for an area which embraces such a lot of great music from uh, filthy soundtracks to uh, from like the Vampiros Lesbos and um, Sean Madsen reports all the Gert Wilson stuff you know to overheated Hammonds and yeah. um, French fried pop stuff um, when we were together up in Leeds uh, we used to go to this club called the Lava Lounge which is now very sadly it's the toilets of some super club. I don't think it could have been <laughs> mistreated any more than it than it has been. Exactly. But um, we used to go there every Tuesday and listen to uh, so much great music mm. um, from the likes of Serge Gainsbourg and, mm. and all that kind of stuff. Oh, it's just incredible. We'd, we'd dress up, we'd have cocktail cigarettes, we'd drink cocktails all, mm. all night. And dance in our flares <laughs> and, and roll necks. Wait a minute, how many years ago was it flares? <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it's an amazing club and uh, it was opposite my art college. Mm. And um, we'd go there at lunchtime and we'd see all these amazing jazz musicians kind of play in there while we were just eating a chicken sandwich. And uh, <laughs> it, it was such an amazing kind of musical city yeah. back in those days as well. Mm. But yeah, this club was, was, was kind of a, the best kind of crossover that me and Alison have for kind yeah. of musical tastes otherwise she's off with her like 90s garage and you know stuff that I'm not the, like, <laughs> the way you no, say garage of this day you know the, <laughs> tells you everything you need to know <laughs> so this next song it's uh, Requiem Pour and Con by uh, Serge Gainsbourg and uh, he's he's a filthy poet I love his work he's he does does such a range of music from like beat to uh, beautiful strings arrangements and mm. stuff like that. Um, such a range, and his his writing is amazing um, lyrically mm. and musically as well. And he's done so well for a guy who looks like him. Yeah, he's exactly. Had some amazing <laughs> to have women. a reputation like yeah. that. So uh, so it's yeah, he's a very confident guy, and his music is amazing. So you so know, if I was a beautiful French woman back in the sixties, I probably would have fallen for him as well. <laughs> I can only imagine your life like that. Les orgues, elle joue pour toi. Il est terrible cette terre-là. J'espère que tu aimes. C'est assez beau, non? C'est le requiem pour un con. Ouais, je l'ai composé spécialement pour toi. À ta mémoire de Célera. C'est un joli thème. Tu ne trouves pas hein, semblable à toi-même, pauvre con. Voici les orgues qui remettent ça. Faut que t'apprennes par cœur cette terre-là. We have a huge studio audience for this. Anna and Nathan, I'm delighted to say, have joined us. 
And uh, they they have a little link to this uh, this last tune, I believe. And I think even you do. Excellent. And and so, because it is the I, family. I would. I, I don't think you could end a list of songs with anything other than than this next track. Um, and it's a song that always used to get played at the end of of Come Get Felt Up by you, <laughs> by by well by anyone. With any whoever decency. was behind the deck was yeah. basically in charge of putting it on. Yeah. <laughs> when we press play on the vinyl record. <laughs> Was always queued up. <laughs> what is it, Rob? It's uh, All Night Long by Lionel Richie, of course. How else? How else can it finish? Oh, uh, dear. What does this uh, bring up within you? A mouth trumpet. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> Every song should have a, a, an element of mouth trumpet mm-hmm. and, and actions. What is your number one memory of you know, listen to was there one particular felt up that you maybe had a toilet roll? They world drunkenly merge into. into to do into bit, each other, yeah. I think. Uh, I, I can just remember at the end, it's usually just us lot um, at the end in a circle doing it. <laughs> Anna was probably trumpets. already sweeping at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To bore the brunt of that. Um, fantastic. Let's yeah. give it a listen. Shall we have another woo? Woo! Great podcast! Indulgent. Rob, those were your desert isolation discs. They were. Uh, you always seem like quite a dexterous fella. How do you think you get on in the desert? Uh, pff, I don't know. Um, I'm quite baldy, so I think I'd probably burn mm. quite badly. Um, I don't know. What, what's in the desert, really? Well, you. Uh, Tom Wally in a different area, you know... Yeah. I so mean, we, we, we can all see each other, so we could probably... Is, is that The like? idea is isolation, really. Oh, okay. so, well, I mean, that... maybe you could see but not, not ban, mm-hmm. so, you, you know, you could wave. God, that, that seems that worse. Seems <laughs> I'm several days away, okay. but <laughs> <laughs> very treacherous you're on, you're on the yeah. map, marked with an X. Yeah. <laughs> marked with a W. Um, so we're very generous here on the podcast. We give you uh, The Tiger Who Came to Tea... And the complete Red Dwarf box set. Okay. Uh, you're allowed another... Is it on DVD or...? or... Uh, you're able to watch on whatever... It's actually on oh, VHS because okay. I'm, I'm gifting you mine. But I've got the player in the telly. It's all sorted, it's yeah. Just a, no, that's a, not a, really it's not a tea. Here's something no. that you can't watch. And likewise, we'll give you eyes to read Tiger okay. King's tea. <laughs> but uh, you're allowed another luxury item. What would you fancy? Oh, this is difficult. What would it be? And I can't have like a teleporter or something. No. Um... Oh, I don't know. I haven't really thought of this. What, what did you say? I think I brought a bike. A bike. And mm. I see, that's a good idea. What, but, but in sand? That's tricky. Big, big tyres. Oh, okay. Tires. <laughs> uh, what did I bring, Alex? Yeah, the bike. The bike, it was a bike. Yeah. Bike. Oh, um, I don't know, maybe... Sex swing. Sex swing. <laughs> <laughs> For a solo mission, it <laughs> seemed... I don't know, maybe a guitar so I could, uh, mm. I could soothe myself. Yeah, or use it to shade my my head from the the burning rays of the sun. But never sat down with the flying. No, bee, no, it wouldn't be. A, it would definitely not be a flying bee. 
No. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fantastic. Well, uh, Rob, it only remains for me to say thank you so much for joining us on Desert Isolation Discs. Well, thank you for having me and thank you for uh, cooking what smells like a delicious meal. <laughs> and thank you, Tom Wally, for joining us uh, as our audience member. Uh, that's all for now thank you for joining us on Desert Isolation Discs any resemblance to any other podcasts (laughs) alive or dead was purely coincidental and uh, join us next time Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.